This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. Coronavirus! Coronavirus! Coronavirus has taken over the world. It has taken over. Man, I went from dismissing it, just like a lot of people, and some people still on this hill. Dismissing it, saying, oh, it's just the flu. It's just like the flu. It's no big deal. Not many people are dying. I was listening to Clay Travis. Everything he said convinced me that this ain't no big deal. Yada, yada. And then, next thing you know, people in Italy got it. Next thing you know, um, they start canceling games. Then they start canceling tournaments. Then they start canceling whole professional basketball seasons. Next thing you know, they canceling events. Now, now your local stuff is getting um, affected. Uh, stores are closing. Spas are closing. Uh, any place that has, I don't know that congregates more than 30, 40 people, closed. Even my church, okay? I said, I said off the air on Twitter, I was uh, talking to somebody on Twitter. I was like, the only way my church is going to close is if the state government makes us close. And that's exactly what happened. Now, uh, mass gatherings... More than 10 people, even small gatherings can't happen now. People, we went from, okay, wash your hands, don't touch your face, pretty much flu precautions, to, man, don't even come out the house. Don't be even six feet, less than six feet close to people. Just don't do anything. Just stay in your bubble. Don't even leave the house. That's where we're at now. We're on. We're all on lockdown, and everything of mine is canceled. It started with, it, it started small. It started with okay, NBA season's canceled. Okay, right. Okay, cool. XFL game still on Sunday. Okay, everything else canceled. Tournament games canceled. The Miac tournaments canceled. Well, they canceled at the end. Then um, my XFL tickets gone. Gone. Oh, I have to redeem those, by the way, and get credit, by the way. But, yeah, XFL canceled right after the NBA, like a few days after the NBA. That's gone. Next thing you know, my meeting at my old job where I was supposed to do some uh, some spiritual meeting and reconnect with some uh, old peers and, and stuff and my boss and my co-workers. That was canceled. I was like, okay. Then we start getting deeper into it. my social basketball league postponed indefinitely. I don't know. That's not coming back. That's not coming back till at least the summertime. That hit me pretty hard because I get really hyped for them league. That hit me pretty hard. Um, what what else canceled? <laughs> I mean, just everything possible. Like everything that I do outside of the house. Is shut down or limited. Like, only things I could really do outside the house is go grocery shopping, go to the dollar store, and maybe run and play basketball. That's it. That's it. That's it. If I do lifts, thank God, 
Because the last time I was doing Lyft, pretty much right before the NBA season canceled, I was doing Lyft and I was max. I had to do share rides and people were coughing and stuff. I don't. I haven't been sick, thank God. But it just didn't seem right. And plus, they were the shared rides were annoying anyway. Like they they take forever, and you don't really get that much money for it. It's it's kind of annoying. I'm kind of glad they kind of did away with that for now. But yeah, that's limited. It's just every the world around me just just shrinking, man. Just shrinking. I pick up basketball. That's canceled. So it's like everything. In the world of sports, is just straight up. Now you're just looking at old videos and talking about NFL free agency and playing 2K. That's pretty much the sports world right now. It still exists, but it's not the same. This, I never thought I'd live through something like this. But you got to realize that we're humans. We get sick and we die. And this isn't. This isn't the first big epidemic or pandemic. It's happened many times. Like it's it's happened many times. This is just the first time this happened in the modern era. Like I know it's not Ebola. Okay, it's similar to SARS and MERS, but it didn't. It doesn't have this kind of global effect, cause and effect. Man, this is just crazy. And I just, I can't believe it. it. It's definitely shut me down. It's definitely worn me down. And it's definitely, it's definitely discouraged me. It has worn me down. Even though God said it. Trust and have faith. Like, you gotta have faith. He told me not to worry about the virus two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. But... I didn't think that'd be easier said than done because all I do is go on Twitter, watch ESPN and play video games. I can't even focus. Um, that's all I really do these days. I don't do I don't do much else. And I if I get out the house, it's to go to the dollar store or the grocery store. Maybe run, maybe play basketball. But I'm on Twitter a lot. And all I'm getting is just a bunch of just discouraging stuff, man. Life is never going to be the same. And it's not going to be the same for a while. And the economy is going to be messed up. It's just, it just seems depressing. Just reading how the virus can just really change people's lives. Maybe forever. It just, it, it sucks when you think about that. But then I just, I just got to have faith. As hard as it is, I mean, I'm just getting fed the most negative information. Well, not start thinking about the positives. You know what I'm saying? A lot of my friends or family are safe and they're doing fine. I, I just got to contact them and, you know, reconnect with them. Sure, we can't go outside and stuff, man, but it's okay. We still have our health and we still have things to keep us occupied and, and working out. There's ways to work out in the house. There's plenty of material. I'm about to restart Insanity soon and I'm about to start doing yoga again. You know, stuff like that. You know, stuff like that. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll get through this. And like some people on Twitter said, we're humans and we're resilient and we're smart. We got big brains and we can figure stuff out and create things. 
and solve problems that most other mammals, basically most other creatures can't. So I like our chances. I think we'll be fine at the end of the day. I truly believe that now. Uh, I, I'm just, I, of course, I'm more educated and more aware and, and humbled by this virus, but it's not the end of the world, okay? I, I know I've said it feels like the end of the world. It feels like complete world domination and freaking the apocalypse. But it, it's just... This stuff has happened before. I can't even imagine living in the time of the Black Plague where we didn't even have technology and stuff like that to get over the virus, to get over the disease like that. And people, millions of people just dying. I can't imagine being in something like that or even the Spanish flu or uh, back in biblical times, locusts. Just every little, like, outbreak and pandemic and, and epidemic. You know, I'm pretty sure they were much worse back in the day when they didn't have, like, modern technology and stuff. So I'm thankful for that. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get through this. We'll all get through this. I just, me and a bunch of other people, we just got to be positive. You just got to be positive. Think of best-case scenarios. Think about and be thankful that most of your family, pretty much all your family is safe and, and counted for and, and cared for, and they're, they're good. You know, it's all right. And I was worried about uh, GOAT level, too. I'm still not making any money. I'm still not doing anything with the brand. And I guess my main way of making money ideally is to sell t-shirts and sell ads, you know, getting attention pretty much. And I was like, how is that? How am I going to do that now? Nobody wants t-shirts at this time. And I mean, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of sources of entertainment. I'm up against it, <laughs> but it's all good. I'm going to figure it out. Maybe it's not my time. Maybe it's a time of self-reflection and uh, self-improvement. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm telling you right now, uh, despite me saying all this positive stuff, I don't think the NBA season is going to happen. I think the 2020 season is a wash. Let's get ready for 2021. And, you know, e even if it does, I, you know, I hope it does happen. And if it does, let's have playoffs and let's hope it's an epic playoffs and let's hope we get that L.A. versus L.A. matchup I've been dying for all season. Um, the MLB season, I don't think NHL is coming back. It might. MLS will eventually come back. I don't think this virus will touch the NFL season, but it is going to affect it just a little. I'm just going to practice being positive. I truly believe we'll get that L.A. LA Conference Finals that a lot of us wanted, especially me. I'm pretty sure we'll get baseball back, and we'll get the Washington Nationals versus Houston Astros 4th of July baseball game that 
I can't wait for it. I probably should have bought tickets already. And when I get off this podcast, I'll probably buy tickets to that. So that, and I'm sure the MLS will be back. I don't have much hope for DC United, but I still want to see how it plays out. I still want to see Columbus crew and um, see how Chitorito, I think that's the name. I don't even know. I think that's his name. The guy who just joined L.A. from overseas. I got to look him up. I'm pretty sure I'm right. But the guy plays for Mexico. Him. I'll look it up. I should know this. Or I probably was right on the money and just don't know it. But I want to see him in action and see how he does and see how El Trafico turns out. Um, Stuff like that. You know, there's hope for live sports, but until then, man, just enjoy these old, just enjoy these documentaries, enjoy these old games, enjoy NFL free agency, enjoy 2K and sports video games. It's fun, man. It's not as bad as you think it is. It's not as bad as y'all think it is. It's not that bad. Uh, But I hope at least we get Astros Nationals on 4th of July. I think that might open the season. Now, that is... The opening game of the century. Those ticket prices will reach World Series level of expense. And that's why I probably should get my ticket now. Because I have an option of reselling it and making a profit. Or I could just be a part of history for a bargain. Be a part of a historic game for a bargain. It'll be one for the ages for sure because we're not even we're not just gonna get Nationals fans and Astros fans, but we're gonna get people from all over the country want to root against the Astros and see this World Series rematch. I'm I can't wait for that. <laughs> but I talked a lot about this. I'm not. I did have stats about the coronavirus, but whatever. It's 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 not positive, man. It's just it's spreading paranoia and mass hysteria. I mean, I'm not saying don't be worried about it, but seriously, let's just, it's not going to get any better. Our lives ain't going to get any better if we just sit up here moping about it. That's what I'm starting to realize, and I'm starting, and I was getting into that mode and mentally started to deteriorate, but I'm trying to turn that around because that's just not who I was put on this earth to be. On God, literally. But uh, weird transition here. Weird transition. But NFL free agency been like that. I mean, Tom Brady, two years, fifty million, all guaranteed. That's impressive. I don't know what the Patriots offer was. It had to been similar to that. I want to say they offered more. They may have offered thirty million a year. Uh, this is twenty five million a year. When I saw twenty five million, I'm like. Huh? I thought his market value was thirty plus million a year. I thought he was gonna get sixty million for two years, but he didn't. I don't know what happened, but whatever, man. Whatever. Well, he's where he wants to be. Now they do have a lot of weapons, and free agents do want to join Tom Brady, and it's it's looking good. But I just wonder what the Patriots offer this guy. Because it don't look like they were that far off. Maybe he just wanted a new start, a fresh start. And I don't really blame him. 
been there for 20 years and he's probably frustrated with uh, Belichick and how things are going and what in the trajectory the team is going. And um, it's going to be fun. And I see that. And I see that Bucks fans are flocking to buy them season tickets. I understand. That's exciting. They got an exciting team, and they are a real threat. However, the Saints are a better overall team. I would love to see them in the Saints battle. It's going to be nice. You know, those games are going to be dope. You still got to look out for the Falcons. And Panthers, they're in trouble. <laughs> they might as well try to get Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I mean, there's some talent there, but I don't think they're going to be any better than fourth in the division. You know, we'll see. New head coach, new system, Christian McCaffrey. Teddy Bridgewater gets to prove what he can do. Let's see. Let's see. And it's NFL. People get hurt all the time. That can change everything. But Tom Brady, man. Mm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I know Boston fans are sad. They're crying and they're upset. But, well, it's business. The business of the NFL. Or is it the business of the NFL? Or is it just Tom Brady just what didn't fit with where the Patriots were going? He just wasn't along for the trajectory. I don't know what it is. It's head-scratching once you see the contract, the details, at least the the basic details of it. We'll see, man. Him, I've been playing with him and Mike Evans on Madden. Oh, my God. That is a dream. That is a dream pairing. And, oh, my God, I'm unstoppable. Tom Brady and Mike Evans is unstoppable on Madden. Already, so just imagine on 2021 on Madden 21. Oh my god, <laughs> it is over! It's over! It is a wrap. I'm excited. Let's see what happens. Todd Gurley got released by the Rams. He made a funny tweet about it and said, Man, I got fired on my day off. I was dying, man. Looked like he took it well, it seemed like he did. It's just you got to be positive in times like this, man. You you got to be positive. So much negativity out there. He ends up with the Falcons. He ends up back home. I mean, his, his neck of the woods, and he's on a solid team. I'm not sure how they compete with the Buccaneers and Saints, but he's on a solid team. And I can't wait to see what he does. And it's just it's always with Todd Gurley. I mean, he had 973 yards. And 12 touchdowns last year. I'm like, that's still, that's not bad. Even on a down year, that's not bad. But, yeah, when you get paid that that much, and you've been mostly unreliable and, and injured and can't stay healthy. Uh, you it just need, need more. You need more money to make the team around you better. And that's just the route that the Rams chose to go. It is what it is. One year, eight million, and he still gets seven million from the Rams. That's not bad. That's not bad for one year. And honestly, if he does well with Atlanta, they'll either extend him, or they'll um they'll either extend him, or someone else will pick him up and give him a bigger contract. Nothing crazy like the Rams did, 
but they'll give him a bigger contract. They'll give him a longer-term deal, I assume. Maybe a two-year deal, maybe a three-year deal. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Cam Newton soon to be released. Uh, it looks like him and Jameis are going to be backups. And, and Dalton, they're going to be like Blake Bortles. Like, they're going to be backups. The quarterback market is brutal. The NFL don't have much patience with you. If you have one bad season, you're on thin ice. If you're really good, you'll get paid a lot. You'll get paid $30 million a year. If you're not that good, you'll be a backup, and you'll even be out the league with the quickness. So it's, it's a cutthroat market. It really is. Talented guys like... Cam Newton and Jameis Winston, they're really talented, but turnovers and injuries, ain't nobody trying to put up with that. And so they're less willing to pay them more than $10 million. Even if they do, like, they don't want to, they just don't want to pay them all that much. They don't want to pay them $20 million, $30 million when they're not even top half quarterbacks. They're really talented. Now, James Winston threw for the most yards, but them turnovers. Without the turnovers, the Buccaneers are probably a wild card team. They probably probably get in the wild card. Even though it was a tough wild card to get into, I'm pretty sure they jumped the Vikings. So, they won all them games, even with Winston throwing all them picks and having six fumbles. That's impressive. That's impressive. Just imagine if what they would have done without the turnover. And Winston got benched. I think it was this year or last year. Man. They're, they're, they're going to be backups. And Andy Dalton's going to be a backup too. But that's cool because uh, quarterbacks play bad and quarterbacks get injured. Being an elite quarterback is very rare. It is very hard. So there are definitely opportunities for backups like these guys. They're probably going to back up one of these young guys that come into the league or that are already in the league. Don't be surprised if one of these guys end up in Washington like Cam Newton. But uh, if one of these guys end up in Washington, they could beat out Dwayne Haskins. New New regime and Haskins is shaky. As far as the skill level and work ethic, they could definitely take his spot. So being a potential backup in Washington ain't that bad. For the Redskins, ain't that bad. But that's probably where one of them are headed. I'm going to keep it real with you. I mean, Nick Foles is already on that path. He got picked up by Chicago after being let go by Jacksonville. Just saw that happen. I mean... He started the year injured for Jacksonville, and then when he was in there, he played awful and then got benched for Gardner Minshew. Like, Gardner Minshew is just so good for them. He, They like him so much. They like Gardner Minshew so much. You can't sit there and pay Nick Foles all that money. It's business, man. It's business. You got to put the best team on the field under the salary cap. That's why you got to make tough decisions and let people go, man. I mean, you can't just sit there and overpay people when you can make your team better and younger. 
that's the name of the game. I found that out. Well, it's common sense. If you know, if you kind of know football and the NFL, this kind of kind of makes sense. But also on Madden, you get to know that very well on Madden. <laughs> you got to make a ton of tough decisions under that cap. That cap is no joke. That cap is no cap. <laughs> the irony of me saying that. Man. But speaking of tough moves, how about my Eagles? Malcolm Jenkins is gone. Uh, I think I, I re-signed him on Madden, but it looks like he's looking for another contract on my Madden League, and I'm probably just going to let him go because he wants like $9 million, $10 million. I'm like, nah. I had to ask the commissioners to unregress him. He ain't going to keep getting unregressed. So basically what I'm trying to say is he's going to keep getting older. He's really good. He's still one of the better safeties in the league, especially against the run and, and blitzing. I know on coverage he kind of fell off a little bit. He's still pretty good. I would have rather had him on the Eagles, but, I mean, honestly, if he costs too much money and we could strengthen other areas like cornerback and stuff, like we just signed, we just got Darius Slay on a trade, and that was a bigger need. Cornerback is a bigger need than safety. So that worked out. Then we had to let Jason Peters go. I knew he was either going to retire or he's going to ask for more, or he's just going to hit the free agency because he wants too much money and he's unreliable. He keeps getting hurt. That's the thing. Jordan Howard's gone. That's another person that he's really good, but he keeps getting hurt. Keep getting hurt, and you just saw what we just did with freaking Miles, San- Miles Sanders, the truth, in the future, by the way. And we just killed it. We just made the playoffs with Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. Maybe add one more running back. I think we let Corey Clement go. Yeah, we did. Add one more running back, maybe a late-round draft pick or something, and we're set. We're good. That's all we need. That's it. I mean, Jordan Howard's with Miami. Malcolm Jenkins went back to uh, the Saints. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I think the Eagles will be fine because I think our strength is the offensive and defensive line, and I think that's how you build a football team, man. You got to have a strong line and good quarterback. Skill positions, we're, we're, we're good. I mean, Deshaun Jackson and... Uh, Aguilar and Alshon Jeffrey. We're good. And we're going to draft the receiver too. Mm. Well, Madden, I got Justin Jefferson and he's been pretty good. He's been solid for me. So imagine us getting somebody like that, like a Justin Jefferson, or if we get one of them top three receivers, don't let us get Henry Ruggs. Oh my God. Deshaun Jackson and Henry Ruggs, we're going to look like the Kansas City Chiefs. Game over. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But seriously, though, man, I just, I just love this NFL free agency and the trades. Uh, Bridgewater with the Panthers, I already said that. Rivers with the Colts for one year. Eh, I mean, he got a good running game. He got T.Y. Hilton. 
I don't think the Colts are going to re-sign Ebron. But they got a lot of weapons. They got a good offensive line. And defense isn't horrible. That's a solid team. They might make the playoffs. They ain't going to do anything. But they might make the playoffs. They might. It's a tough division. I mean, with the Titans and the Texans. But they could still make it. They They were competitive last year. Even with Jacoby Brissett. I swear, finding a good quarterback's hard. They're expensive, too. You got to pay them more than everybody else. That's why this market is a cutthroat, man. These guys are expensive, and you got you to gotta make sure you get it right. Um, last thing about the NFL is DeAndre Hopkins and the David Johnson trade. DeAndre Hopkins and David Johnson. Wow. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I've been trying to make sense of it. I was like, okay, maybe DeAndre Hopkins wants too much money. I keep thinking about it from a simple salary cap. You know, you got to make sure you can afford everybody type thing. But DeAndre Hopkins one of the best receivers in the league. So you mean to tell me like him and O'Brien just don't get along anymore? The lines were crossed and... That's the main reason why you traded him for David Johnson. David Johnson is just, talent-wise, he's right up there with the Zeeks and the Gurleys and the Le'Veon Bells, talent-wise. But production-wise, he's not. For freak's sake, man. Production-wise, he's not. I saw a stat on ESPN. Um, His stats from the last three years ago, Combined are as much as he had in 2015, I think it was, 2016. I mean, that's just crazy. He had a better season in 2016 than his last three seasons combined. That's alarming. Now, I know there's a lot of injuries and fit and offensive coordinators, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, man, that's DeAndre Hopkins, though, man. DeAndre Hopkins, you let Clowney go, and you let DeAndre Hopkins go. This guy must really think Deshaun Watson can carry this team. Let's hope so. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, You got Will Fuller, and you got Will Fuller, and you got Kenny Stills. Do they even have any first-round picks? Do they even have a pick in the first two rounds? See, I don't think so. It's I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't get the trade other than team chemistry. But I think a lot of them guys in the Texans locker room like DeAndre Hopkins. No one really gets this trade. and Everyone can't stand in making fun of Bill O'Brien and for good reason. It's just crazy, man. I, I, wow, that is a blockbuster trade. Psych, I lied. It looks one-sided, and the Cardinals are just just adding, are, are are just stockpiling. I mean, they got him. They still got Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, Kyla Murray. The Cardinals added somebody else really good. 
I mean, the Cardinals are coming up. They're coming up, man. Like they are really, they are really on the rise. Uh, that's just crazy. DeAndre Hopkins tried to downplay the situation. I don't know why Michael Irving told all them details on the air like that. And I still think something happened between Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins. Was it as bad as Michael Irvin was saying? Maybe not. But still, like, there was a disagreement and trust was broken. Just, I guess it just had to happen. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because it's dumb, man. But if David Johnson can really perform in DeAndre, um, not DeAndre, but Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson can do his thing like he usually does, cool. I mean, it works out. It works out. Hey, we'll see what happens. Like, we say it's all, we all say it's dumb and it doesn't make sense. We all say that now. But at the end of the day, it's all about wins and losses. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? That's the NFL. It's a business of wins and losses. So we'll see who's right. We'll see who's a genius. We'll see who's an idiot and an egomaniac. Then. We'll see. Um, so... No March Madness, but all these different brackets are coming out. Um, Joe Lenardi put out a bracket, and he's real-timing and going through the brackets. He had OU beating LSU in the first round. They had us as an A seed beating LSU, and I truly believe we would have beat LSU too. So I filled out that bracket, and I had – I'm sorry. I love my Sooners, but I don't think we would have beat Gonzaga. We probably would have lost. So, I had Gonzaga winning it all. Every time I do that, it doesn't work out for me. But maybe they, maybe this was their year. I had Gonzaga and Florida State. Shock. Gonzaga and Florida State has faced each other multiple times in the past 10 years. And they go back and forth. I would love to see it. I would love to see it for sure. But it's not happening. It's not happening. Uh, another bracket I filled out is one of my crushes. My crushes on Twitter and celebrities and, you know, other walks of life. That was fun to do. And Meg the Stallion won that one. I guess. I mean, there were a bunch of Instagram chicks on there that I lust over. Yeah, just causing problems in my life mentally. <laughs> but they were there. They were there, and it was a fun tournament to do. This latest bracket I've done is the greatest Sooner ever. Shout out to RJ Young. Shout out to Sooner Twitter. That was a fun bracket to do as well. I had to do some research. I had to look some people up. But I'm what I realized about the bracket is that these people fall into, like, a few categories. It's you either fall into the Bud Wilkinson-era football teams the Barry Switzer era football teams, the Bob Stoops era football teams, or you just in a non-sports excellence category. And that's where you got your Maggie Nichols and your Lauren Chamberlain and your uh, Mark Schultz 
you got your uh, woohoo, wahoo, McDaniel, and freaking Brittany Borman, who's pretty amazing. Like pole vault champion, Olympic pole vaulter. I didn't even know this about her. And me and Brittany Borman went to school at the same time. Like, well, she was there my first two years. So imagine if I would have walked on a track team, I would have met her. And I probably would have more appreciation for her greatness if I decided to walk on the track team. But I, she went up against Maggie Nichols, Queen Maggie, who she did most of her damage the last three years. She gets all these perfect tens and she got all these accolades and she's a national champion. She's amazing. She's amazing. And she really got a big fan base in, in, at OU, which a lot of people on Twitter have her beat she has such a big fan base a lot of people on twitter got her beating leroy selman the thing is though this bracket is dominated by football people like ou is a football school that is what rules all these excellent people in softball and track and field and wrestling and basketball these people are cool but Football is king, man. I'm just looking at it. Like, my Elite Eight, Baker, Patty, Bud Wilkinson, Billy Sims, Barry Switzer, Leroy Selman, uh, Stoops AP. All but one person is football. But there were some tough, there were some tough battles here. I mean, Lauren Chamberlain versus uh, Billy Tubbs is a tough one. You got Billy Tubbs, who is basically, he is OU basketball, pretty much. I don't, there's not much OU basketball without Billy Tubbs. Lauren Chamberlain is basically the Adrian Peterson of softball, which is funny because you put up against Adrian Peterson in the next round, and she loses. I mean, that just, that's self-explanatory. You compare to you say she's the Adrian Peterson of softball, but Adrian Peterson's more popular. He is the freaking. He's one of the standards of excellence at OU. I'm sorry, so I had to put him ahead of a uh, Lolo. But one matchup that that's another one that I just discovered: Bob Stoops versus Bosworth. Now, that was a tough matchup. Like, that one is a literally a coin flip. That I don't, That's not a coin flip, but it's a last-second shot at the buzzer type of close. Because you could go with either one of these guys. Boz with his personality, and he was just one of them big-time 80s football characters for OU and just really put our brand, just really represented our brand and took it to another level. But Bob Stoops, his just sustained measure of excellence the entire 2000s and 2010s. It's just, and he got a statue. I mean, it's just hard to stop. It's hard to beat. That that Wayman Tisdale versus Leroy Salmon, like, they both multiple-time All-Americans. Like, okay, Leroy got the title, but Tisdale got the individual accolades. Accolades, Like, both of those guys were amazing. You could have went with either one of those guys. 
But I feel like Barry Switzer, I had Barry versus Bud Wilkinson in the championship. And you you just got to go. I put Bud. No, 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 no. I meant to put <laughs> Barry Switzer as a champ. So, so I'm Barry Switzer, man. Uh, definitely Mr. Sooner Athletics. You, you could see him. You see him walking around campus. You see him at all the sporting events, man. He is just that guy, man. Just from the 70s on, Barry Switzer is just, just the face of OU football for the most part. Um, and football is king in OU athletics. Like He's just the face of it, man. This guy, this guy can run for office in Oklahoma, man. Are you kidding? He's just the face of it. Just just crazy. I know Bud Wilkinson just put us on the map altogether. But Barry Switzer, just from the 70s on, he's just the face of it. He continued it, and he just made us the powerhouse that we are. And it's just, I don't know how relevant a lot of these people are without Barry Switzer or Bud Wilkinson. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Another tough matchup is Kalani and and um Trey Young. Trey Young, the 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 problem with Trey Young is he did more in high school and in the NBA than he did at OU. At OU, we barely made the turn. Now I will say this: he led the the, the country in points and assists, and he was clearly the most popular college player the most polarizing. He did a lot in one year than a lot of people at OU did in four or in six or even five. Man, he did more in one month than a lot of people have did in four years. But Kalani Ricketts, oh my God. Player of the year, think twice. Uh, National champion. Olympic, Olympian. One of the best softball pitchers ever. And I had a crush on her my freshman year. Freshman and sophomore. Well, definitely freshman year. She's the reason why I even start watching softball. Um, <laughs> but it's just more. She did more as a Sooner than Trey Young did. I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, Another one is Eldell Mitchell versus uh, Mark Williams. Gymnastics versus baseball. I mean, Eldell Mitchell got his name on the stadium. And you look at his stats. For he hit like he his batting average is unreal. And what he did for Oklahoma baseball is just no wonder why his name is on the stadium. But Mark Williams, pretty much Bob Stoops with titles. <laughs> that. That's how I mansplain that. Bob Stoops with titles. Oh, and another underrated matchup. KJ versus Baker. KJ Kindler versus Baker. KJ Kindler, all those titles. Sustained excellence at OU. And she's built a dynasty in women's gymnastics. She's just done a lot over a period of time. But Baker, man, Baker is just his personality. He won a Heisman. He was walk on and 
his story is incredible and he just did a lot he just wanted to he's on the Bosworth car- category of characters and people that did a lot for the program and just the, his national relevance like it's just it, it, it's football versus gymnastics like a lot of these is football versus basketball football versus gymnastics which is kind of shocking how I have Buddy Hield over Jason White, but just Buddy, I'm biased. That's just a biased one because Buddy Hield, that's a personal one because I went to school with Buddy Hield. He stayed in Traditions West. We talked a few times, and I watched him play all four years, and I watched him dominate for two years. And that 2016 season, oh my God, <laughs> I. I we should have won it all that year. He was just the way he dominated for two years. I'm sure Jason White did pretty much did the same thing, but it's just I, I just think I just give Buddy the edge because it's just because it's personal. Even though football is king, I mean a lot of people got Buddy winning too. So yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of tough matchups here. Like the Tommy McDonald one, he's underrated, and he would have upset set a bunch of people. I mean, he was an Eagle. He college football Hall of Fame, pro football Hall of Fame. He could have upset a lot of people in this bracket. He, man, he could have upset. He could upset D.D. Westbrook. Like he could have upset. Nah, nah. People on Twitter wasn't gonna go for that, but he could have upset some of these people. Just by accomplishments alone, like he was really good, and he was a Bud Wilkinson guy. So it just goes to show you how much excellence has come through OU, and if you just go by their pure brand of excellence and greatness, if you just apply that to your life, and it's similar to what the GOAT level brand is, you know, just the greatest no matter what. If you take their standard of excellence in, in what people have done in Sooner Athletics and even outside of Sooner Athletics, man, it, there's no telling what you can do. They have done some, we've really done some great things at OU. And nigga, that's just sports. That's just sports. Can't imagine what people at OU have done outside of sports. Man, whatever. Uh, but I guess I'm out. Stay safe. Stay quarantined. I'll try, but I'm I'm probably gonna leave the house. That's just what I do. But until but until next time, I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.